Okay, and we're back. And we're back. We're back. This is Elsie, and Shantae is here. Hey, episode two today. Episode two, and I have to share something super exciting with you. So, um, one of our listeners actually sent me this bottle. What? Yeah, this from, is from number one. Yeah, from the oh, first. From the first. Guys. Yeah, this is Mayomi, which is a Pinot Noir. Pinot and, Noir. Yeah, she swears by it. And yeah, so have a drink and let me know what you think. Okay, here's bottoms up. Cheers. Cheers. Let us taste it. Yeah. Uh, one more time. Mayomi. 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 And I've seen it in um, CPK, California oh, Pittsburgh. Nice. Yeah. Doesn't smell dry. If you like Pinot Noir, I think it's really nice, huh? What do you think? That's really nice. I can actually drink that without making the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad, right? Yeah, that is nice. It's very subtle. It's mm, smooth. And you know what's interesting, too, is that this is not a uh, cork. It is a twist top. Oh. Right, which is a, a myth. talking about that Yes, there. right. A lot of people seem to think that because it has a twist top, it's not as good as ones with the cork, and we know that that's not true. Right. Yeah, people just like the cork, I think, because they like the sound of oh. the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know the deep flavor is what it was. Um, okay, so like the other bottle we drank that was like we said oaky. Rodney Strong. Rodney yeah. Strong was yeah. oaky. Is can you use the the robust? Yeah, when you full bodied. To? Is that full okay, bodied? Okay. Yeah, I think of people about the Rodney Strong. So yeah. do you like this one better than the Rodney Strong? Yeah, it's easier. It's easier if you're not quite a wine drinker. Right. It's not as dry. Right. So, I mean, it's a lot smoother. It tastes a lot smoother. But you have your beer too, right? So you're good. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, but as far as the wines go, you said too that you like Moscato's, right? The sweet. So this one is a little sweeter too. Yeah. I mean, not sweet at all, but sweeter than the Rodney Strong. Yeah. So you preferred this one. This one is good. Let us see how it makes us feel. And it's a California wine. It's from Sonoma County. The other thing that, um, you know, people tend to believe is that uh, beer, beer, wine that's been on the shelf for a long time tends to be better wine and that it, it gets better with age. And we know now that that's not true. Really? Yeah, it's not true. It's, so the age doesn't matter the, Well, the right, the wine that you buy, there's, you know, extraordinary wines that you buy from certain places, but this, the wines that you buy in the grocery store and whatnot, those are meant to be consumed pretty right. quickly. Yeah, like within a year. Otherwise, they just sit on the shelf and they get old and they'll spoil. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another myth that's out no there. No luxury wine. No. The other one, the <laughs> one that we were talking to about was um, Barefoot. Yes, the Barefoot. Barefoot is really good that for the price. That one is still good for the price. That yeah. one is still good for the price. This one you said in Sonoma, you said California. Yeah. I wonder if that is that, that is that an area that was affected by the wildfire. That's a really good question. I think There's it like might a lot be. of these um, vineyards, right? right so what's going to happen now next year? Are we going to have Versus a real? Probably, and I would think, yeah, because the wine quality will probably be the grapes won't be as good. Right. Yeah, that's sad. That is sad. Yeah, I don't know. Sad. But um, we might have to go. Well, let's see. They have, yeah, all wines will be affected by that, I would think. The ones coming out of California, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we might have to go to the European wines, I guess. But Barefoot, is that a California wine? I don't know. Oh, or is it Australian? I think it might be Australian. I'm not even sure. But Maybe yeah. we'll do that next one. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think so. For eight ninety nine for a big bottle, we should taste test that one we'll for have sure. Two. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a Moscato. 
Or maybe our listeners can tell us what Moscato or what white wine that they like. Right, or their favorite barefoot wine. Yeah, because they come in different, all different, right? Yep. Yeah. All different flavors. All different ones. Today we wanted to talk a little bit about buyers and being a first-time buyer and um, things you need to know. And I think maybe our first step would be... First step for buyers is... Saving money. Saving money. Yeah. Correct. I, you got to have some money. Yeah, because everybody, I mean, a lot of people when they hear zero down, zero down, zero down, they come to the conclusion that really I'm going to buy this house and put no money down. Right. But that's that's not true. We know that you got to have some money, even for, you know, moving is expensive, you know, period. Yes. So you should have money, even for movers or incidentals and all. There right. is zero down loans and Y&I and Eva Beach and our buyers in these areas, right. they do qualify still for USDA loans. Which is great. Really good loan program. But again, there are some closing costs, depending on what kind of loan you get, that won't necessarily be able to be rolled into the loan. So, right. yeah, you should... Appraisal comes out. You got to pay for that. Right. There's all kinds and of And they things. take that out right, like, right away. Yeah, the appraiser is going to get paid. Yes. Like, <laughs> I see a lot of our buyers, they're like, okay, Shanti, we gave the okay for the appraisal. And then they call me like, oh, they took the money out already. Like, oh, yes. Girl. Yeah, well, so this is the upfront cost. Right. Also, the home inspection. <laughs> home inspection. That's another one. Home inspection is a good thing to have. I find a lot of people nowadays actually they are not using home inspectors. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just that added expense that they don't want, or maybe perhaps I've been with a lot of investors lately who kind of you know been there, done that. Yeah, don't think that they perhaps, need it, but I think everybody should have everybody a home inspector. Everybody should have a home inspector. Yeah, absolutely, because they'll get in there and get the nitty gritties. Right. Test that water mm-hmm. heater for you and ice box. I think we could plumbing. do a whole episode on just home inspections. We could. Yes, because there are there's pros and cons to it, but I mean, generally speaking, I think you really should have a home inspector. Protects the buyer. Yeah, and you. What would you say they're ranging in price from 400 to 600 yep. somewhere around I would around say like 500 is a good number. Yeah. All the way around to be yeah. But, I mean, it's peace of mind, too. It is peace of mind. Yeah. I mean, last thing you want to do is move into, move, buy this property and you move in and the electrical boxes just, Something, yeah. Just right. crashes on they're, you. And it right. Been they're not electricians or plumbers right. or anything. Right. Or, I don't think they're licensed anything. But, but they know what to look for. Right. And, you know, that, you know us everyday people wouldn't necessarily see so but that's another out-of-pocket expense when mm-hmm. when you're buying a house that um you know you have to consider so don't think that just because it's zero down means that you're not going to have any expenses at all i guess is what we're trying to say right because there's expenses with the loan and then there's also expenses with um escrow and title you know mm-hmm. so there's a lot of um what do you call expenses that are not just um focus on the loan there's other parties that need to get paid in order to get you from um, you know initial purchasing stage to close right yeah and then when you're starting to um, think about actually getting a loan Mm -hmm. you're going to have to be concerned about your credit score credit score we always talk about credit score right i think it's like everywhere today everybody always talks about credit score everywhere you look you got all of your um Credit card companies, now they send you an updated credit report every month right. with your statement. Right. It's good marketing, right? They're like this, check out your credit score and not pay your bill. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you want to yeah. keep your score here and not pay your bill. Right. <laughs> 
But when um, we talk to the lenders, there seems to be a little disagreement about the bare minimum right. credit score that you should have. I right. think a lot of lenders will say 620. Right, 620. Then you'll have some other ones who they'll be like 720, mm-hmm. you know, 700. Depending on the loan and depending, depending on, the on the lender loan. and their own policies, I right, guess. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's interesting. So we're not lenders, full disclosure. <laughs> right, right. But we always consult and we... Um, Send all the buyers, you know, to the professionals, the lenders. They're the one who can give you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a relationship already with right. somebody that you know that's in the business, you know, your credit union or yeah. somebody at the bank, but you would always want to shop your mortgage. Too. Always shop a mortgage. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen um, differences from, you know, I've worked with people who've shopped mortgages and there was like big differences. In, in the, the interest mortgages. rate? Yeah, like mm-hmm. one was giving... 3.75 the other was giving 4.25 wow that's huge that's huge and i was like wowzers that's yeah i'm glad you know that you shopped it around right because, right i mean you well, know even if so even if they are your friend still shop around still shop like around. anything else. always shop around yeah and shop around in the beginning mm-hmm. not in the middle not towards the end because chances are if you're working with the the one lender they put your credit up front and then if time passes too long from the time you either, either are in contract on a um, property and closing, if it's too long, they will have to put your credit again. So if you are out there shopping mortgages after they've worked so hard for you all this time, they're going to see that you're shopping mortgages. It can also affect your credit score right. enough that now you won't qualify. Right. I had that happen. The oh, people, all, they literally was off by like two points from qualifying and we were in escrow for ever it felt like <laughs> oh gosh and you know the, their lender called me up and they was like Shanti did you know they're shopping mortgages I almost couldn't get them to close this transaction at the last minute because we had to repoot their score I said hey I didn't know they were shopping mortgages <laughs> you know so, yeah that's scary that was really really scary and yeah. well and then there's the buyers that go and buy a house full of furniture too during the yes. escrow period and they don't realize that that can have a severe um uh Impact. impact on your score um, they're going to look at your everything again right before closing a right. lot of people they think once they applied for the mortgage and it's already in process Emotion. they they think that that was the end of that but then the debt to income ratio changes when you do that again right and now, then they'll come ooh. and they're going to verify your employment all that again right before closing right so yeah you can't go buying a house full of furniture you also got to make sure that you make all of your payments on time. Yes. Your credit cards, especially, you know, they'll ding you so many points. Right, of, yeah, right. you're just late one time. So. That's so true. Yeah. That is true. Take care of your credit from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't buy anything on credit, basically. Yeah. You know? Wait till it closes. Wait till it closes. Exactly. No big purchases. Right. And then so, um, which leads us to getting pre-qualified, right? We need to get pre-qualified for the... For, for the, the uh, property, right. for the mortgage. Right, and then you need to have that pre-qualification letter. You have to have it. There's actually two, in my mind, you tell me what you think, but in my mind, there's two huge reasons to have a pre-qualification letter. First is our ability to negotiate your offer, to show that you're serious so it can go with your offer, especially if we're in a multiple offer situation. Right, right. And then uh, the second reason would be because we don't take out, our policy in the office is we don't take out buyers to show them property until they've been pre-qualified. Right. Um, first of all, because it's a colossal waste of our energy. It's, it's It could also get you excited, the buyer, for things that you don't necessarily qualify. Right. But it's also for our safety. We have to make sure that you are a qualified buyer 
because right. there's a lot of crazy people in the world. There is, and you see more and more every day. I mean, think. I mean, well, actually, we had incidents in Hawaii before, but nowadays we're still seeing that incidents. I mean, did you see the one that one girl in Miami? Yeah, right. Yeah, like, that was real recent. December thirty first. Yeah. Was she it? was shot was and New killed. Year's? Mm-hmm. Oh, she was kidnapped, shot, and killed. They lured her into a uh, oh, vacant house, yeah. right? Oh, into man. a property. So, you, you just, yeah, we never know who we're dealing with. So, prequels are good too. Right. At least, they, you know, they got their name through the system. But that is uh, 100% true that um, unless you're pre qualified, it is a waste of our time mm-hmm. because sometimes. If that's the case, we'll be taking everybody around to look at property, but nobody is really ready right. nor qualified to right. buy, right? So don't be insulted. Don't if, be insulted. Yeah, I mean, it's just our policy, and it's also to protect you as the buyer from heartache. Exactly. If you see a house that you really, you know, why right. are you, we don't want to be showing you property that's outside of your That you can't have. Yes, exactly. That you can't, because it doesn't matter how much you want the property, if you can't qualify for it, you can't have it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I walk in the store and walk out with a bottle of wine for $2 and be like, I want it, I'm taking it, right. you know? Right. You only can get what you can get right. for what you right. qualify for. And if you if you find a house, let's say um, you find the perfect house and you know there's other people that are making an offer on this house and you're in a multiple offer situation and you look at it through the eyes of a seller, which offer are you going to take if you have one buyer who's pre-qualified, you know for a fact that they're able to purchase this house right. versus somebody that didn't even bother. Right. They don't not, they, I wouldn't even give that person a shot. Yeah. Like, why would I turn away a completely qualified person Right. to like, I'm just like throwing all my eggs in one basket with you and then tomorrow you didn't even qualify for the loan. Yeah. Nobody wants to be. Yeah, time. now I gotta chase yeah. around that buyer. Right. And if I'm that agent, I'm gonna be like, our offer just went down. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> so terrible, but that's yeah. how I go. No, that's, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> so when um, I know this is really big with you, is the mindset. Right? Yes. When you're ready to go shopping yes. for a house, you want to make sure that this is what you're doing. Right. The mindset has to be there because. You, you cannot be half in, half out, right? Because when you're going in, it's a, it's a huge purchase. Mostly the, probably the biggest purchase you'll make apart from if you're going to continue to buy more real estate. But you have to have that mindset like this is what I want and this is what's happening. Because if your mindset is not there, what's going to happen is once you start doing the paperwork and everything, you're instantly going to be overwhelmed. And then you're going to be coming back to us saying, get me out of this. Mm-hmm. And that happens. Some, yeah. yeah. It happens, and the the sad thing about it is at some point, if you, you know, the mindset's not there and you try and push it out way too long, you can't get out of it. And if you do, you just lost all the money you bought to your table. Right. To the table. It's a, it's a binding contract. It's a binding legal contract. You can get yeah. sued over it. Right. <laughs> I mean, the sellers are selling their house. Right. This isn't the time to be testing waters. Right, exactly. If you're signing contracts, that means you are ready, willing, and able to buyer. close yes. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to close this property. Yeah. 100%. Mindset is very important. Because when your mindset is there too, you get excited. You know, you get to right. have all the emotions that you should be having when you're making this purchase, right? Right. right. Yeah. And if you regret, should not be one of them. No, gosh, no. <laughs> That's the last thing any of us wants. Right. But the the mindset comes from also being pre qualified. I mean, you already got yes. pre qualified, so you should already be in that mindset. Exactly. You yeah. Right. I had um, so I had a open house and had so many interested you know buyers coming through, which is great. 
But this one guy, I mean, he spent like almost an hour there, and I knew he loved the property. You know, he loved, and sure enough, he showed me. He said, "Hey, I want to put in an offer. Let's. Can you help me?" So mm -hmm. I said, "Okay. Do you talk to a lender?" No. So I said, "Here's a couple of lenders. Why don't you give them a call? See what you know, what you can qualify for." Mm -hmm. He cannot qualify. He didn't file taxes. Oh, yeah, he didn't no. file taxes he so, didn't for like years for kind? a couple years. Oh my. So, you know, naturally he's going to do that in order to get pre-qualified, but mm -hmm. how must that feel, right? Now you've seen this property, you and want it. it. It's going to take, by yeah. the time you get everything resolved. So get pre-qualified before you even because start going out and looking. Yeah, right. Because that, that's just the reality of it and yeah. it can happen. Oh, and that's sad. I know, and he's super excited. And I told him, I said, you know what, maybe this one isn't the one today, but we'll keep working on it. You right. Know? Get pre-qualified and we'll get back out there. Right, and if you can't get qualified even if you can't get qualified mm -hmm. if your credit score is in the 400s right now yeah you're going to need to wait a while yes but we can talk we can have you talk with a lender and that lender even if you can't move ahead right now they'll show you the path to home ownership exactly. they'll tell you exactly they'll pull your credit report and they'll go through it with you and they'll tell you what you need to fix how to get your credit score up so that you can one day be that homeowner exactly and i think um for the most part a lot of people they just um Oh, my credit is junk. I'm not going to try. Mm. And then all that that does is really just set you further back and further back and further back. But if you just say like, deal with it, you know, sit down with the lender and say, hey, this is my five-year goal or, you know, two-year goal. Mm -hmm. I want to be a homeowner. The lender, lenders are good lenders. They want nothing more than to close mortgages for you. Of course. But, you know, they have their um criteria that you have to meet you know so and there's no time you, like right now there's you no gotta time get now. started you know yeah. why not do it right now right now exactly you just start adding and then before you know it that time for you to prepare to get better so you can be qualified is gonna pass by and one day you're qualified right and it's gonna happen yeah so exciting <laughs> it is exciting there's it nothing is. more exciting than a pre-qualified buyer who finds the house that they love right right well, now let's say you're pre-qualified and you're ready to go and you're out shopping for a house and there's a few little things like etiquette when we're home shopping. Yes. So uh, one thing you don't want to do is insult the seller when you're in a property and I've seen that numerous times. I understand the mindset of some of these people that think that by insulting the property or you know somehow that makes it okay to lowball it right and that's so not cool you just right. don't want to do that um, it can actually really backfire on you and the seller might not even consider your offer at all if you right. insult their property yeah the sellers are emotional they're human yeah they're yeah. human like when you come in and you're you're putting down their property right in front of their eyes they're just like I don't want to sell to them yeah. You know, and they might not say it out loud, but they're definitely thinking it. You they're know? looking for any other offer to accept. Really. Exactly. Because they want to, just like you want to have good feelings when you buy a house, they want to have good feelings about who they're selling it to. Yes, because they have their memories there right. and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. We, I just, <laughs> I just closed on one too, where we get got into this whole little pickle at, right before closing. And my seller was like, I don't want to sell to them. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it was it, it's a, it real. Was, yeah, it was It was a minor, well, it was, well, it's not really minor, but it was a $1,000 issue. Right, right? It was a $1,000 issue. issue. So um, both sides were just stuck in their position. Right. And it just made for an ugly thing. So yeah. as the awesome agents that we are. Thank you very much. We, <laughs> we ate that $1,000 just so that our clients could be happy. Right, let's just 
politics aside, we're here to get this to closing. Let's cover that and move on. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But it was like you said, the, the seller was in a, in such a, they were insulted. Yeah. They were completely insulted Yeah, because it was ridiculous, but we'll just let that go. Right. <laughs> but it happened. So yes, have that etiquette when you're out there, think it. And then relay your thoughts back to us as your agent yes. of everything that you feel because then we will justify it professionally when we present your offer. Right. And that's what I want people to understand too is that uh, as a buyer's agent, our job is to get you the best price possible. That is yes. our job. As the listing agent or the seller's agent, our job by contract mm -hmm. is to get the highest price possible for the seller. Yes. So calling the sign on the property is probably the worst thing you can do because that agent is under contract to get the highest price possible. Right. So if you see a property you like, you should be calling a buyer's agent. Right. And if, if you do call that number and they're not seeing these things, they're not disclosing mm -hmm. that their fiduciary is to, to the, the seller, seller. Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So just be mindful of mm -hmm. that as mm -hmm. well. So while we're looking at properties, another problem that I've run into is uh, my client, the buyer, walks in and falls completely in love with the property and uh, shows all of their cards. Oh, that's the worst. They're like, this is the most beautiful property I've ever seen. I have right. to have it. And they do all of this in front of the seller or the seller's agent. So now you've just completely lost your leverage. Right, and right. Like you better be bringing in a full price offer <laughs> bare minimum. Yeah, because they're, the seller's agent is going back to their client right. telling them this buyer loves your house. I 100% recommend we count their full price. Right, exactly. <laughs> See, if they tried to come in low, no, no, no. They're gonna, right. They know how much you love that house. Right. So when you're looking, I guess the gist of it is if you're looking at a property, don't say anything. Right. Talk to your agent right exclusively outside or later on but don't do it in the house right and um if for some reason you're attending open house uh without your agent be sure to always say that to the listing agent who's hosting that open house the first thing the agent should be asking is if you have an agent right that lets us know you know that lets the agent know that they cannot come and try and scoop you up as a client mm -hmm. um you know that's definitely etiquette but that's there's also contracts sometimes in place for that so. right. well if the buyer when you're walking into a property even especially the um the newer developments mm -hmm. when you walk into a property um, a buyer's agent will have already instructed to their buyer to notify them as right. soon as they walk in the door that i am represented by another agent if right. the agent is not with them Right. Or even better, have their business card. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. This is my agent. Because I ask, I, have, I get a lot of people and they're very happy to say, oh yeah, I have an agent, which is great. Um, I still will always give them as much information that I can about the property without overstepping any boundaries, you know. And I always advise them, like, have your agent reach out to me, um, you know, if you have any more questions or whatnot. I will never try and attempt to reach out to that person directly. So you should always let the agent know if you're going to open house without your agent that you do have an agent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so when, let's say, okay, so you've got your property now. Okay. Yes, we're, now it's <laughs> super exciting and you've written your offer and now we're gonna uh, present your offer. Mm -hmm. You've got a great buyer's agent who's negotiating on your behalf mm -hmm. and yes, the seller accepts it. So, awesome. Awesome. Now we have to put the whole team together. Right. 
And that team is going to, of course, consist of first is your real estate agent that you've been working with all mm-hmm. this time. You've already been talking, hopefully, with a lender. Correct. But at this point, you have to you know, make sure that that's the lender you want to work with because now the, t- the clock is ticking according to your mm-hmm. contract. So you've got your agent, you've got your lender, and now there's more people that yes. we're going to add to this team. You get your escrow officer, mm-hmm. and typically your title, your title department team that you're with, which is usually nowadays, I mean, I haven't ever had one where escrow and title were separate. I right. hear it happens from time to time. Well, because there's RESPA, so that's another whole story. But another yeah, story, another that's day. That's another story, another day. <laughs> but yeah, but for yeah. the most part, escrow and title is together. Right, mm-hmm. and that, they're the one, they're the neutral third party mm-hmm. who collect all the funds, right? So it, the funds are bought in and escrow holds it from the buyer. And on closing day, it's transferred to the seller. They make sure that title is transferred clear, um, no cloud on the title. So later on down the line, you know, we don't have somebody from the seller coming back saying, you, you wasn't supposed to sell my property. Right. You know, I think we need to do an episode all about title too. That oh, would, that, yeah. That's, we need to bring in the expert. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's <laughs> lots of horror stories about that. Oh, wait, you, you yeah. know a lot about title with all the well, foreclosure, the foreclosure work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And who else is in this team now? We've got, we'll have home inspector. Home, home inspectors. inspectors. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, uh, throughout the contract, you'll have your termite inspection termite company, yeah. your surveyor. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different people. Uh, some people think that uh, real estate agents are one-stop shop, and mm-hmm. it's not. We're, we're an integral part of your yes. team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We kind of hold it together for the team. Yeah. We're the glue yeah. for the we're team. We're the glue. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. I think... Um, mostly the lender and the agent works together. They are so crucial. The communication between the two have to be on point, mm-hmm. you know, so that at all times the agent is in the know of what's going on with the buyer's loan. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing that you want to do as well is not communicate with the lender mm-hmm. and there's a problem and there's right. been a problem that we didn't know about for about, let's say, 20 days. Mm-mm. That's a problem. That is a problem. Because now we just tied the seller's property up right. all this time. So... Yeah, the team works together, mm-hmm. um, and it's always good to have a good team. Right. So it goes smoother for everybody And we've been involved. around a few minutes, so we kind of know uh, how to put a good team together. Oh, for that's you. for sure. Yeah, that yeah is we know sure. a lot of really, really good people. So, yeah, we do our very best to make sure that our buyers have the best experience possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you folks have any questions, please give us a call. Reach out to us on social media. Our phone number at the office is 696-0774. Thank you so much for joining us. And let us know what kind of wine you want us to drink. And thank you again for the Mayomi. Mayomi was really good. Mayomi. It was a Pinot Noir. Okay, guys. Thank you. And aloha. aloha.